Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm. And we have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. All of our programming is available here at uh, thetrumpet.com or wherever you like to get your podcasts. We're coming up to the uh, Thanksgiving holiday in the United States at the time of this podcast recording. And it's a good time to stop and think, well, what are, what are you thankful for? There's a lot to be thankful for. Each year in the United States, most people celebrate the day of Thanksgiving. And you can trace its origins uh, in the U.S. anyway, back to the Pilgrims in the 1600s. And then to George Washington in the late 1700s, he gave a Thanksgiving proclamation. And Abraham Lincoln, of course, gave a Thanksgiving proclamation very famously in the 1800s. And both of those great leaders focused people's minds on remembering that God gives us all of our blessings. All of the blessings that we have, they do come from God. He does provide for us, and we need to be thankful to him and give him thanks. God has blessed all of us richly, and yet some people ignore a very specific blessing that God has given us. They don't, they don't actually use it. They don't actually bring the blessing into their lives, and yet it's something that God wants everybody to be blessed with. And that blessing is the Sabbath day. The Sabbath day. God created the Sabbath day, and he created it to be a blessing. And some people just ignore that. And in so doing, they don't have the blessings that God wants for them to have in their lives. Notice Genesis 2. We'll look at a few passages today. If you have a Bible handy, please get it out. We can look at uh, some of these scriptures together. Genesis 2, verses 2 and 3, it says, And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day, and he sanctified it, he set it apart, because that in it he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. God blessed the seventh day. There's no other day of the week that is blessed by God. And so people sometimes don't want to keep the Sabbath day, and they say, well, I'll worship God every day of the week, or I'll worship him on a different day, as long as I worship God, they say. Well, that's not biblical. God only blessed the seventh day, and he sanctified it. He set it apart. He put his presence in that day, which is what makes it holy. God bless the seventh day, and it is a day that we need to keep holy too. God made it so that we could be blessed. He made it for mankind. Notice this in Mark 2 and verse 27. God made the Sabbath to be a blessing for you and for me. Mark 2 and verse 27. Christ speaking here, and he said unto them, The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. So God didn't make the Sabbath and then say, well, we need to make somebody to keep it. Let's make humans. He made humans first. He made mankind first. And then he said, well, let's make the Sabbath 
for their benefit, to be a blessing for them. Keeping the Sabbath brings many blessings into our lives. Here are some of the blessings that the Sabbath will bring into our lives. The correspondence course, that's a free uh, Bible correspondence course at thetrumpet.com. You can sign up for that. And this is from Lesson 27. talks about God's annual holy days and the weekly Sabbath. And it says, keeping the weekly Sabbath reminds us that God is the creator of all things, including man. It is also a major sign identifying the true people of God. And if we lose sight of the Sabbath, look at what we lose. We forget about God being the creator of all things, including us, and we also lose that identifying sign. Notice Exodus 31, verses 16 through 17. Exodus 31, verses 16 through 17. It says, Wherefore the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations, for a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Eternal made the heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. The Sabbath was made as a sign, a sign between God and his people. Now, people understand today that the Jews are Israel, but they're just part of Israel. It's just one tribe. It's Judah. There's more tribes than that. And they are living today. Where are those tribes that should be keeping the Sabbath? Of course, ultimately, the whole world should be keeping the Sabbath. But sometimes people think, well, it's just for the Jews. But it's not. It's for everybody. And to learn more about Israel and where they are today around this earth, request the United States and Britain in Prophecy. That's free at thetrumpet.com as well. So it's a sign. The Sabbath is a sign. When we keep the Sabbath day holy, that's a sign that we're God's people and that he's our God. That's a blessing to know that. But there's more. Lesson 27 also writes, The Sabbath also pictures to God's people the soon coming millennium when mankind will experience rest from war, poverty, fear, and suffering. This 1,000-year period will be the seventh millennial day, the Sabbath of God's 7,000-year week. It is then that the knowledge of God's wonderful purpose will fill the earth. Every week, every seventh day, the Sabbath day, we remember, too, that there's this millennium coming. Christ is going to return. The troubles we see in this world today, they're going to end. There's going to be a rest from the war from the poverty, from the fear, from the suffering. Is that a blessing, to have peace and to see that that's coming? I mean, people get pretty hopeless. And no wonder, look at the problems in this world and in people's individual lives. And yet the Sabbath day is there as a reminder every single week that there's going to be a rest from those things. Is that a blessing, <laughs> to have that sort of peace in your life? Absolutely it is to have that kind of hope every single week in your life. It pictures a wonderful time, Isaiah 11 and verse 9. Notice this. This is talking about that millennial time period, and the Sabbath every week points us to that. Isaiah 11 and verse 9. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the eternal 
as the waters cover the sea. How amazing. You know, we don't see that today. We see uh, a lot of deception in this world, but this time's coming when what's going to cover this earth is going to be the knowledge of the eternal. Do you suppose people will be keeping the Sabbath day at that time? Of course, because the knowledge of God will be all over. And the blessings that come from keeping the Sabbath will be abundant in people's lives. Lesson 27, again, of the correspondence course, it says, it also, this is talking about the Sabbath, it also looks forward to the completion of God's spiritual creation in man. The Sabbath is a type of the Christian's future spiritual rest of being born into the divine kingdom or family of God. You see, the weekly Sabbath keeps in our minds this picture of the millennium and the plan for mankind beyond the millennium, being born into the kingdom and family of God. There's hope in that. There's hope. There's going to be rest from sin. No more sin. There's going to be rest from the wars and the suffering and the fears and the diseases and all these just terrible things in this world that are getting worse. But there's going to be a rest from that. And we're going to have a rest from those those problems that so easily beset mankind. The Sabbath day shows that man's going to be changed. Man has the potential to be born into the kingdom and family of God as an actual God being. That's all throughout the Bible. People fight against it for some reason. I mean, the, <laughs> the reason, of course, is Satan hates it, and he broadcasts that attitude, that hostility. But that's what the Bible talks about, God being a family, man having that potential. But if we lose the Sabbath day, we, we forget all about that. We forget all about that potential. Is that a lost blessing or a missed opportunity for an amazing blessing? Yes, of course, if the Sabbath day isn't kept. Then where are we? Who are we? What are we? What are we doing? Without the Sabbath day, we're lost. The Sabbath day brings great blessings into our lives. We can look historically at what happened to Israel and the tribe of Judah also with uh, the Sabbath When they lost the Sabbath, they lost a lot of blessings. And in fact, curses came. Curses came. Judah was being warned by the prophet Jeremiah. God had a specific warning for them, and it involved the Sabbath day. This is in Jeremiah 17. and We have a little bit of a longer passage here. Jeremiah 17, we'll look at verses 21 through 27. God giving a specific warning here, but but also showing that if they keep the Sabbath, they're going to have incredible blessings. Blessings for obedience, curses for disobedience. Jeremiah 17 and verse 21. Thus says the Eternal, take heed to yourselves. Take heed. And this this message is a message that we need to take personally. Take heed to yourselves and bear no burden on the Sabbath day nor bring it in by the gates of Jerusalem. See, they were, they were breaking the Sabbath. They were warned against that. Verse 22, Neither carry forth a burden out of your houses on the Sabbath day, neither do you any work, but hollow ye the Sabbath day, as I commanded your fathers. God didn't forget about his command to keep the Sabbath day. 
That's the fourth commandment. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. That's the commandment. Christ kept the Sabbath, and he told us to do the same. And here Jeremiah is warning the people. Keep the Sabbath day, hallow it. Verse 23, but they obeyed not. They didn't listen to it, neither inclined their ear, but made their neck stiff that they might not hear nor receive instruction. So we have to gauge our own attitudes when we hear about a subject like the Sabbath or we read about it. Do we hear it? Do we apply it? Or do we stiffen our neck and not receive instruction? That's what Judah did at this time. Verse 24, And it shall come to pass, if you diligently hearken unto me, says the Eternal. Here we go. If, if, if the Sabbath day is kept, notice the blessings. He says, To bring in no burden through the gates of this city on the Sabbath day, but hallow the Sabbath day to do no work therein. So if they keep it holy, notice the blessings. Verse 25, Then shall there enter into the gates of this city kings and princes sitting upon the throne of David, riding in chariots and on horses, they and their princes and men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And this city shall remain forever. Great blessings. What kind of a a great blessing is that? Or multitude of blessings uh, is God offering here? for obeying him and for keeping the Sabbath day holy. Tremendous blessings, bounty, peace, safety, uh, empire. Verse 26, And they shall come from the cities of Judah and from the places about Jerusalem and from the land of Benjamin and from the plain and from the mountains and from the south, bringing burnt offerings and sacrifices and meat offerings and incense and bringing sacrifices of praise unto the house of the eternal. There's going to be, again, in the future, there will be uh, this whole world keeping the Sabbath day. Blessings for keeping the Sabbath, and the whole world will be blessed. But Judah, at that time, they rejected those blessings. They broke the Sabbath day. They didn't keep it holy. And they were warned, verse 27, but if you will not hearken unto me to hallow the Sabbath day, and not to bear a burden, even entering in at the gates of Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. Then will I kindle a fire in the gates thereof, and it shall devour the palaces of Jerusalem, and it shall not be quenched. Pretty serious. God said, if you you break the Sabbath day, if you reject it, not only will you not receive all the blessings I want to give you, there's going to be correction. And they were warned. Jeremiah warned them. And it was a warning back then, and we can, we'll see in a minute what happened. But it's a warning for us today as well. And we better keep the Sabbath day holy. Realize what a great blessing it is. God wants to bring blessings into our lives. If we don't keep the Sabbath, not only do we not receive those blessings, but we bring curses upon ourselves. Here in this history, sadly, Judah ignored God's warning. They did not keep the Sabbath holy. And instead of the blessings God wanted to give them, they brought curses upon themselves. And we read about this just a little further on in Jeremiah 52. Jeremiah 52, verses 12 and 13. This is what happened to them. Happened to Judah and to Jerusalem. Verse 12, now in the fifth month, in the tenth day of the month, which was the nineteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar, 
king of Babylon, came Nebuzaradan, captain of the guard, which served the king of Babylon into Jerusalem. And notice what he did, verse 13, burn, he burned the house of the eternal and the king's house and all the houses of Jerusalem and all the houses of the great men burned he with fire. That was a direct fulfillment of what Jeremiah had warned about. He said in verse 27, you remember when we were reading there in Jeremiah 17, if you will not hearken unto me to hallow the Sabbath day, he said, I'll kindle a fire in the gates thereof, and it shall devour the palaces of Jerusalem. Did that happen? Yeah, it did. We just read about the fulfillment of it. History records that that happened as well. Secular history, you can find that. That's what happened. See, so how serious is the Sabbath day and and, and in keeping it? How serious is God about that? He's very serious about it. Very serious. And when we think about all the blessings that we want and that God wants to give us, they're contingent upon obeying God. They're contingent upon keeping the Sabbath. If we lose the Sabbath or we... We get casual about it, and it starts to slip from us, and we, our minds aren't on God. They're not on the wonderful plan of God. We lose hope. We end up in a very serious condition, and there ends up being major trouble. Israel went into captivity. The tribe of Judah went into captivity. They got away from the Sabbath. They broke the Sabbath. They got away from the holy days. They stopped obeying God. But see, God made the Sabbath a blessing. He made it to be a blessing for mankind. But if we fail to keep it, well, we miss out on those blessings. And instead, we have curses. So as we do stop and think about all that we are thankful to God for, and we should really do that often, daily, really, stop and think about and talk to God about how much he's blessed us, we need to remember the blessing of the Sabbath and be thankful for the Sabbath really thankful for it because God made it for man, for a blessing to teach us about our future, to teach us about him, and to teach us about what he wants for us and our future in his family. And there's so many blessings that come from keeping the Sabbath day holy. So it's something to be thankful for, and we can look at history and see that when people keep the Sabbath, God blesses them, and when they reject it, Well, they don't have those blessings, but instead they have curses. We want blessings, and we want to be thankful to God for those blessings. So let's remember to be thankful for God's Sabbath day and to keep it holy. And every single week, really thank God for it and keep it holy as we should. If you'd like to learn more about this, you can uh, sign up for the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. That's free at thetrumpet.com. We also have a wonderful book that gets into the Sabbath really pretty uh, in-depthly. And that is, which day is the Christian Sabbath? That's free, and it's also at thetrumpet.com. I'm Dwight Falk. Thank you for spending some of your time with me today. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.